Warning the following program contains world premiere certified ball players and credible interviews. Latest hottest content material may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia. Acute player hater disorder. No jumper. No handles. Allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. The License to Ball podcast where certified ballers play, and now here's your host, Hip Hop. Thank you for joining the show. You are tuned in to License to Ball podcast with your host, Hip Hop. Appreciate everybody listening in and building the show and all the guests we having on and all that stuff. So doing real good interviews. I really appreciate that. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Doing takeaways and show notes. The recap. Recap and takeaways. Jerome, man, is very entertaining. He was on fire. He's real excited about his tournament over there. Rightfully so. Does a great job. And I think one thing he does is less is more. He's gonna try to put on a whole bunch of tournaments. Less is more. So that's which is good. And he can focus on it to make his brand real good and make people want to come. Which is good. But his on fire is very entertaining. It's gonna probably be the most entertaining show with the most content jam packed. Show gonna be about an hour or so. Right around an hour, 45 minutes, I believe. The show typically are, but it's gonna be jammed back with a lot of information. We're gonna be covering, gonna be recapping and taking the takeaways of the TLC. That's what I call no T yeah, TLC. The tip off classic. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I might have had it messed up, but the tip off classic over there. I'm using abbreviations wrong, but the tip off the tip off classic. It is TLC, the tip off classic. Yeah, what I'm talking about. So we're gonna do a recap on that. I'm gonna have Jerome doing the takeaways, a recap on that. We're gonna go on some stuff that he didn't go into. You're gonna hear him a little bit later. We're gonna jump off from, we did a, if you didn't hear it, we have a day one tip off classic. You could crank that up and listen to that on the same way you found on this podcast and listen to it. So we're going to go jump right into day two. Day two is probably the best day. More games and more matchups on the court four showcase games. And the first one was really want to talk about. The first one I really want to talk about is that Game Elite Georgia Stars game. In a Georgia Star Game Elite game was a rematch from April. 
George Stars got him good. Ross a little bit different on both teams, you know. And teams, both players and both teams have matured more and have changed how they play. And you got to remember, Georgia Stars beat them with five to ten seconds left in the game. Big shot from that kid, that big guard. But Georgia Stars ended up beating them 79 and 68. Georgia Stars came back a little bit in that game. But Game Lee had control of that game from jump to start to finish. They had a bigger lead, but George Stars came back. A little bit of run. It was led by Karis Bilal. I love that name, Karis Bilal. Karis Bilal actually used to play for the Game Elite last year. Switch over to George Stars this year. It might look like it might be a good fit for him over there. He get the touches and looks he want. So is Game Elite didn't they're not missing a beat and he's not missing a beat, but Karis finished with 20 points. He had four threes. Most of his threes was in somebody was in his face. And he was making them, doing fadeaway, drop step, threes. But it wasn't enough to beat Game Elite. Like I said, the score was 79-68. And this guy, Caleb Hope, is a man-man record with. I feel so lucky. Oh, I feel so lucky. I have five years of trouble ball to watch this man play. Y'all go, what? Five years? If you don't know who Caleb Hope is. Kid out of Alabama. He's a 20, 2027. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's a 20-27. No, he's a 2026. I'm sorry. Excuse me. He's a 2026. So, and he's already playing 20, he already playing 16s and he's killing. And he's dominating. And he led game elite with 18 points in that game. We got an interview going to queue up on, on him too and listen to why he played so well in that game. But led the team in scoring at 18 points and he hadn't stepped in high school yet. The kid is incredible. And this weekend was his best weekend I've ever seen him play with the team. You got to remember, he's playing two grade levels up. And this weekend, for me personally, was the first time I seen him comfortable out on the court playing two age groups up, and he had less mistakes and better play. And he scored about 100 points over the whole weekend, close to it, damn near close to it. So that, that was big, man. That was like real. I mean, that's real big. The dude's legit. I keep forgetting he's playing up. We're going to go and keep, we're going to go and keep up his interview and, and listen to him. So we had to say after the game. Yeah, Caleb Hope with me. Beat Jordan Stars today. I guess you call it a revenge game, 18 points. Man, you were very assertive in this game. You you really activate yourself and was being aggressive to the basket, man. Let's walk the viewers through that. Um, yesterday, I really wasn't being aggressive. So today I was like, yeah, I gotta be aggressive and help my team win. We should have beat them by a lot more, so. Yeah, I think I played all right. So what was the difference in this game than the last time you faced them at this facility? Uh, this game, we had, we had like, a motor to, like, beat them because last time they beat us. And last time we got off to a slow start, and we was making sure we didn't get off to a slow start um, this time. 
So what's the difference? How y'all got in the fastest start this time and, and set of yourself from, from day one? Um, we, well, today, well, at first we was taking them lightly last game. Now we got us to a start. And when we started pressing, we, we was lazy on our press. So we make sure we wasn't lazy on our press this time. And we uh, worked hard and we got the win. And you you playing up, so is this something kind of something you got to do if you know you playing up, or you, you just play the same way you play if you playing against anybody? Wait, what do you say? Playing up. Oh, it's a, it's a it's a better opportunity and it's a, it's a little more competition, so it gets me better for the long term. Yeah, a lot of people don't know you you're a 2025. You're not a 2024. They don't understand that. Is that that's correct. No, incorrect. 2026. I'm, I'm even wrong, fellas. It, and, and, and gentlemen, ladies, and it's a 2026. I'm sorry. Yeah, 2026. So, wait, what do you say? I said I, I had it wrong, but I said, oh, how does it feel playing up being oh. a 2026? Oh, it feels good. You know, everybody knowing and killing them, killing the competition 2024. So, it make, when I do play my age group, it makes it a lot easier, and it gets me better as a player overall. All right, what you looking forward to your second game of the day today? Uh, we're trying to get this win. Uh, play great as a team and yeah get this win play great as a team right now you get my son in the uh, background you appreciate you got it 18 points a day and led the team in scoring I appreciate it man I appreciate you too and do that sound like a rising ninth grader that sounds like a rising ninth grader to me not at all Sonic is 17 under player. Very mature. My God. He just ma he just constantly making them better and better. This game is just a factory. You know, Atlanta really is a skill factory. That's a dope name for them because really Atlanta, that's a perfect name because Atlanta is a skill factory overall. That's my God, man. Man, man, man. Then we got the next game over to the tip off classic TLC. Afternoon game. Another crosstown rival. Two Adidas teams facing each other. And a game elite playing Atlantic Celtics. Atlantic Celtics, whoa, they good too, man. They real, real good. And they led by what's the kid? Harris. I'm trying to think about Harris' first name. Jakari Harris, that's right. That's my man's right there, Jakari Harris. Uh, led by Jakari Harris with 23 points, but they fell short to Game Elite. Game leading and beating them 65 to 55. And I think this Game Elite just warmed down with a deep bench. Celtics don't have a deepest bench as, as Game Elite. And the game would have been a little bit different if they did, and that's the second time beating the Celtics. So it's hard to beat somebody three times. They're going to be facing each other this week. So it's going to be hard to beat somebody two, uh, three times. But Jakari Harris, smooth operator. That's the name. I just came up with it right now. Jakari, your nickname is a smooth operator. He plays so smooth and calm, and he doesn't sweat. One of my one of my partners used to do this with me. Shout out to Berto Dryden. And that's one thing he brought to my attention when I first started doing Jim Rad Inside. He said, the great players are good players. They don't sweat. You see, it don't look like they're working hard as effortlessly. And Jakari don't sweat. He's a smooth operator. 
That's his nickname, the Smooth Operator. And Game Elite, man, you got so many weapons. The spark plug of this engine, Jeremiah Wilkinson led the team in points and 16 points in the game against the Celtics. And they're good. He was real amped up. And Game League got something to say because they're still not getting the respect that they feel they need, my understanding, and what I can hear from what they're saying. And you're going to get this from the interview from Jeremiah Wilkinson. We're going we're gonna to go and get him in here. Cue that up. And listen to what he had to say. Because he was amped up. But Jeremiah Wilkinson, leading score again, big win. Second time you beat the Celtics, man. What's your emotions right now? You know, we feel good going into the end of the season. You know, we always try to finish strong. We took a break going away from the team to play with school, but it feels good to get back with AAU, get back with the team, and, you know, put on a show for everybody. And were you a little bit um, concerned or nervous when they made that run and came back a little bit? No, because I know we always if we lock in, once we lock in, it's, basketball is a game of runs. So you keep a team cold that long, they're eventually going to get hot, they're eventually going to hit shots, but it's about you weathering the storm, and you got to keep it together. And once we kept it together, we won the game. I got you. So what was the recipe for this victory? Play hard. You know, not shoot so many jumpers, try to get to the basket, try to get fouls. We know they're a good team with talent, but play hard and everything will take care of itself. All right, so what's, what's the game plan for tomorrow? Come out with energy every game. We know we're going to be seeing a lot of Georgia teams, so it's going to be a lot of trash talk, but we come out with energy, we play hard, we do what our coach says, and we'll win. I got one question that's popped up in my head now out of everything you said and what coach has said process. You think there's a bullseye on y'all back now? There definitely is a bullseye, but we know we keep our composure, and once we hit in between the lines, we can't worry about any of that. We don't get in social media battles. We know people are going to talk. People are coming for us. But once we're in between lines, none of that matters, and it's just time to play. All right, appreciate it, man. All right, thank you. Now we're going to go on. Next, we got Coach. Finally got Coach on the show, some shape or form and fashion. Interviewed him after the Sucks game as well. And he's a great interview. He's a great, great interview. Ain't not to answer questions good, not to give you what you're looking for, or you have to ask a follow-up question. I mean, I look forward to doing more interviews with the guy. The more and more I learn, I knew the guy from a distance, but the more and more I'm learning this guy, the more and more I'm liking this guy, and he's very organized and family-oriented. That, that's a sign of a great guy. You know, when you're doing stuff like that, we got an interview on him too. Where we're gonna be dropping too. We go a little bit more in depth with him, and it was a superb interview. But let's go and bring up this post-game interview with him. See what he had to say. Cue him up. We got Coach Williams from Game Elite, sixteen and under. He's got a big victory from Celtics, man. What's going through your mind right now in the last game? Uh, you know, it's always hard to beat the same team twice. So just worried about that when we was going in the game. But the guys came out, played the game the right way, made the extra pass, locked up on defense, and, and uh, boxed out. So, I mean, we played the right way and came out on top. Were you 
kind of a concern when they made a little bit of run and got it close at the end? Uh, a little bit, but I also knew we had Peyton. So once Peyton is, is clicking, everybody else is cooking. So we just had to make sure we get him the ball down low. Um, I mean, they got a good group, but it was, I don't think there's anybody in the state that can stop Peyton. So. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. He had a rough start at the beginning of the game, but he finished off strong. Why was that it? Why was that? Uh, he's still a little tired. Just got back from NBA camp uh, yesterday. What, this, yes, this morning, actually, I'm sorry. Just got back from NBA camp this morning, then had a tough game earlier with TSL. I mean, with Georgia Stars, and then come back and beat the Celtics. So he still got to uh, get his body some rest, but we needed him today. So. All right, I know this game plan, you plan on winning every game. We can't win every game, but you pretty much almost won every game. So what's going to be the process for tomorrow and the game plan for tomorrow? Uh, just come to play. The game, the game plan is always to get ready for uh, next week, which is the Adidas Live period. So we, right now we're the only number one seed in 3SSB. So we just got to come back and get ready for that. So we still got to come tomorrow and bring the same energy that we just brought today and let that lead into tomorrow. All right, appreciate it, Coach. Appreciate you. Hey, it's a team I don't like. Not Game Elite, but it's a team I don't like, the Duke Blue Devils. And you hear they, they interviews, they post-game interviews and press conferences they have. It's, it's crazy because they sound like Duke. What I mean by that? They sound like Duke when you interview them. They say the right things. They do the right things. They play the right way. And it's showing on the court, man. It's showing on the court. It really is. And then you can hear the, the, the confidence they have. I mean, it's, it's, it's real good. How they are, how they interview, and how they play, and their mindset. And my son, blessed enough to play the game when he get the age. I hope he's similar to that, doing that kind of stuff playing that way and interviewing that way, making himself look good and making the team look good. And it start with the coach. You can have a coach answer questions in an interview. It's all team oriented. They got the concept and they know where they bread is buttered. They know where they bread is buttered, which is a good thing. So that's why they 43 and one they really don't have that tie, nothing like that, because I don't even count. That game was against their own team, and they didn't even play, but they 43-1. and one. This team is 43-1, and one, which is amazing. When we come back from break, we're going to start, we're going to have the, the rise over there. I think that's pronounced how you pronounce that, the, the rise hoops over there at Lake Point. I never heard it pronounce it, but I think it's Rise. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not 100% sure, but we're going to break down the final four in the championship, championship game of the 17s and 16s and the final four of the 16s when we get back from break. This is Caleb Banks, and you are listening to License to Ball. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball. This goes Washington, head coach at Pelbrook Hosco. You are listening to License to Ball. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. 
Who am I kidding? This is the internet keep rocking with license to ball, and now back with your host hip hop. Yeah, now we got on deck. It's over there at Lake Point. The final four in the championship. Championship games. There's a lot of good basketball. And this was the Battle of Georgia. So the top 16s and 17s, basically every age group, but we focus on the 16s and 17s, came over and play. I don't get what's going to really talk about them, but the Shooters Paradise, they learned a valuable lesson going into this week's Adidas League finals. If you relax on the team and take your foot off the gas pedal, it will hurt you. It hurt me because I wanted more footage on them and I wanted to put more stuff out on them. And they're going to be playing Game Elite in the Final Four. But Mr. Taylor made a buzzer beater to knock him out of it. Then Mr. Taylor had to go against Game Elite. It hurt my feelings because I wanted Shooter Paradise to play where I could get a lot. I could get a two for one getting all this content not to knock on wood um wood elite that's what you call them wood elite what team taylor play for but i wanted caleb wilson mix so bad i like how that kid plays like a kid in candy store these players and that's like my reward for doing this because this is a hobby it used to be a job but now this is a hobby and my reward for this is getting players like Caleb Wilson shooting that, give me good content so I can try to make the best mix ever on him or try to do my best can I can to do because I'm a competitor and I like to have the best mixtapes. If somebody do a good mixtape, I want to come back and top them. It just, that's what we do in our industry, at least for me. Y'all do it on the court 94 feet. I do it behind the computer and the editing. And, and doing podcasts and stuff and try to make my media stuff the best out the Jim Rat Insider. I shouldn't say not my, because I have a team of people from other states to cover the Northeast and Chicago. But I'm not saying my, because I created it. But it's all good. They understand what I mean when I say that. They don't take it personal. But man, I was disappointed in not having Shoot at Paradise play in the final four against the game Elite. I was real disappointed in that. But the first game we're going to talk about, it's a 16 on the final four. It's TSF against the Celtics. TSF ended up beating the Celtics by 71 to 65. Had command of the game pretty much the whole game. And it was led by Elijah Crawford. A nice little stocky combo guard. Got a nice little mid-range old school game, what I like. Played well, left his team in scoring, led his team to, to the championship. Facing game elite. Beating sucks about six points. And we got a we got a post-game interview with Elijah too. Crawford. I like that kid out of play for TSF. He's a good kid, real good competitor. One day at the beginning of the game, he was telling the referee, hey, can you tech up game elite? He's talking to me. 
you're only supposed to talk to your own team and the referee all up tight and didn't realize he was joking. Like, these are my guys. We we competing. We want to beat them. They want to beat me. The referee, you started talking to him first. You were talking to him first. He was just joking. Just having fun in the game. The referee was all up tight. The referees need to do their homework on these teams and players and know when it's trash talking, jaw jacking. When it's really not going there. On when it is going there. They need to know that. It's, it's just friendly competitiveness. And the referees don't understand that. It's just be trying to kill the mood sometimes. Which I don't understand. Let's cue up Mr. Crawford. Listen what he had to say. Got Elijah Crawford playing the Final Four game, just winning overtime against Atlanta Celtics. Won that game. Now he's going to be playing in the championship, led his team to victory. Now, let's talk about what's going through your head right now. Uh, we trying to come out, uh, play game elite. We took a tough loss to them Friday, so we trying to come out and bounce back. Oh, that's, yeah, I've seen that game. So how you feel about that? I feel like this game, I mean, we're, we're a better team than them. We just – came out, they out-hustled us, they outplayed us, they, the guard play killed us that game. So next game, we got to come in and play harder defense, and we play hard, we're going to win the game for sure. All right, well, so let's go into it. Let's unpack that, playing harder and playing harder defense. So, like, break that down for me. Okay, we just got to come out, have some intensity, communicate, just come out, run the floor, get back on defense after the turnover, stuff like that. Got you. So, y'all ink this one out going overtime. What was the difference? What got you over the hump to get to get you this win? We just stayed the course. Nobody got distracted. I mean, we were up 10 points. We let them come back. We just stayed, we stayed positive, and we uh, pulled it through. All right, I appreciate it, man. No problem. These guys are well-seasoned. Well-seasoned. I think it's Georgia need to be called Basketball University. You get, a, you get a course on everything, media, scouting, travel ball, high school ball, training. Quite, like another thing, reason why I say this too, a lot of people don't know this. It's been depleted a little bit because they have pulled a lot of referees. In this travel game, you used to have a lot of college D1 officials calling these games. And college officials, period. And some of the best high school officials, period. They have pulled, there have been so many retirements and and refereeing and upper levels that they have been poached. So the refereeing got to get replenished. But Atlanta has some of the best referees in the country that lives here and have refereed some of these games before or evaluating some of these games. So the talent level got to be built back up again because they poached so many good referees on this. Even you see a lot of these guys, but the guys I'm talking about, we might not pay attention to a lot of referees, but yes, they poached a lot of them up to the SEC, ACC, all the kind of those uh, big South Conference and all that stuff. A lot of people don't realize on that. They don't realize they did. Now we're going to talk about the ship. The Battle of Georgia. Game Elite TSF. Game Elite ended up beating TSF by 79 to 75. Very entertaining game. 
I mean, very entertaining game. And out of all the play, out of all this play, the general stole the show with the belt. And how he involved the fans and the parents with that. Winning the Battle of Georgia for bragging rights. And you can catch that on Instagram or Twitter. We have a video up that showing that he's showing off the belt, putting the belt around him and letting everybody know they the champs. And if I think it felt good for him knowing that he beat a lot of these EYBL team, Nike teams and all these other teams that they thought he would be scared to play. When I hear stuff about Game Elite slash Worldwide, I don't think people know the history and the legacy of Game Elite slash Worldwide because some of the stuff I hear they say about him is left field stuff. It's very left field. It makes really no sense to me, but like they said, you'll learn today. It was a very entertaining game. I, I feel I'm very much almost caught up what's going on in the basketball scene now. And I'm happy to see some people I ain't seen in a while come up to me. Let me know. Thanks for being back. They appreciate it. And it's good to feel to be missed. I know when I was on my break, I came in the gym a couple times and watched some games here and then, just snuck in and watched some games. And people was asking, where are you? And, and saying, the game needs you. And I really appreciate all that stuff, man. I really do. That's nice to know. Then we got the grand finale of the day. Atlanta Express 17s going against Game Elite 17s in the chip championship for the Battle of Georgia. And Game Elite fell short this time to Atlanta Express. Atlanta Express beat them 66 to 58. Was led by Stefan Castle, 18 under gold medal Olympian. Was led by him. Smooth. That's another smooth operator. Man. He's a bigger version of Mr. Harris, Jakari Harris, the smooth operator. Kind of got the same kind of head, just a bigger built. Same kind of players, just not different size. Smooth operator. Man, that dude was so smooth. He's like a Lamborghini or Ferrari off that plan. But led the team to victory. And I see why the USA Olympic team wanted him in. UConn wanted him. That kid's a pro. That young man's a pro. He's going to be a pro. And he has a good attitude to be a pro. And we got an interview with him. Talking about winning the ship. His dad is a very proud dad. I met his dad on the accident. I was I saw him. I had all the express stuff on. And I didn't know he was dad. But I knew he's one of the coaches. I didn't know he's the head coach. So I'm talking to him. We have more and more coaches on the show. We exchange information. He told me his last name. I said, oh, you Castle's dead? He goes, yeah. You didn't know? I said, no, no, I didn't know at all. So I'm happy you said that because most people come talk to me because they know I'm his dad. So the guy's real down to earth, humble guy. 
And it sounded like some people try to get at him through his son, which is not surprising when you got a guy going to be playing in the league someday, I think. he keep up what he's doing. Let's go on, let's go on and cue up his interview. Got Stefan Castle. Got a double-double points and um, assists. The game, I don't even really want to talk about your double-double, even you won the championship and all that. Number one thing, I've been doing this for a little bit, so I've been watching players for a while. Number one thing I want to ask you, how you stay motivated out there? Because the game is very easy for you. That game was very easy. You was using low gear. So how you stay motivated? Uh, just just wanting to play for my parents. Knowing that, uh, they do so much for me. So <laughs> just wanting to, to give back give back to them. That, that just motivates me every game. So it just makes me play harder. I got you. When they when you was going, I hate to say going through the motion, but when that referee called a foul on you, when the guy rolled you all to the goal, did that like click another light off in another room in your head and you turn it to another gear and start playing harder? Uh yeah, I mean, uh, I just, I just, I just don't like to lose. So like, when, when I feel like, when I feel like my team needs a bucket, that's what I try to do. But I don't really let like the fouls and the and the talking really get to me. I just play my game. Okay, is there anybody you compare yourself to? Uh, a lot of people like to compare me to like a point guard version of, of Jason Tatum. So yeah, that. Oh, Jason Tatum shoots the ball a more. You, you, I know Jason. I cover Jason over the years. You see the floor way better than Jason. Way, way better than Jason. Okay. And why I got you, UConn. Why UConn? Uh, I know I'll be coached there. Uh, just seeing, just being there, just seeing our heart. Uh, Hurley coach, coach the players. Knowing the relationship that me and him have, I know that he'll coach me. And that's really, that's really all I need to get to the next level. So, so you want to be pushed. Explain yeah. that. What's unpack that? Uh, I've been pushed my whole life. My dad been coaching me, so he... He always think I could do better or play harder, so I, I feel like I've seen that in Coach Hurley, and that's what I wanted to play for. Gotcha. That makes total sense to me. And I feel to be representing the country and leave Mexico with a gold medal playing on the team with basically everybody on the team was positions. They had even you. They say you're a point guard. You could play multiple positions. Yeah, that was definitely an experience for me, just being one of the 12 people in the whole country to to make that team, knowing there was a lot of people invited. A lot of people that should have been invited, just me being selected, that's definitely a that's definitely something I was thankful for, and it's definitely a blessing. Yeah, how much did it cost to get that safe to put that gold medal in? Uh, I, I haven't I haven't bought that yet, but I'm definitely gonna buy it. I got you. Long as in a safe spot, man. I appreciate you, man. I love watching you play, man. Yes, sir, thank you. Now I think that that last question caught him off guard. It's really a freestyle question. It just popped up in my head. It's me asking him this question real quick. But, yeah, most people usually put that in a security uh, lockbox in the bank, something like that, where it's going to be very hard to get to. And I'm pretty sure his parents have done that. They just probably didn't explain that to him because he's focused on school and basketball and making it to the next level and getting to the league. So, it's not a big concern of his right now. He's happy he has it, I'm pretty sure. And he smiled and laughed about it when I said it because he didn't even think about that. He's so laser-focused on his dreams and goals. Kind of remind me of Jalen Brown in the same way. And listening to the interview, you might say, oh, man, he's taking a shot at Tatum, man. That guy's only in high school. How can he have better court vision than if you're a center in the freaking league right now, 
a five. The top point guard going into college next will see the floor better than that center. So anybody saying that we need to stop that. That guy sees the floor very well. He was, let me tell you a play he did. Now we're going to show later on in the future. It was a ball came off the rim weird, loose ball. And his big guy wasn't even hustling for the ball. He just stood there. So when Castle was going towards the goal, he saw the big man standing there and the ball went off funny. He had to turn back around and get the ball. And he already registered, he already read the whole floor before he got the rebound. So he had to turn back around and go get the ball. He grabbed the ball and threw it over his head as soon as he got it to the big man for an and one. That's the kind of court vision this kid got. He has elite court vision. Kid know how to play. So anybody hear that, stop it. I ain't seen Jason Tatum do that to this day. Guy's a great player, great scorer, but nah. That kid, that kid got some got some G to him. He's gonna be up there with Jason Tatum when they playing against him. I really believe that. When we come back from break, we're gonna have Jerome being very entertaining, giving us the things that we missed, getting covered over to the tip off classic. to license the ball. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball. This goes Washington, the head coach at Pelbrook Hosco. You're listening to License to Ball. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the internet keep rocking with License to Ball, and now back with your host, Hip Hop. Welcome back. Welcome back. I ain't going to bring Jerome in, man. This dude is well, entertaining, dude. We got to have him on the show more. And he's knowledgeable. And he know these players. Really had me laughing the whole show. I ain't laughed this hard since Coach Washington was on the show from Pepper Book. Talking about Alabama waxing Georgia. Shout out back on the show again because in the National Championship game, Georgia waxed him. So let's go on and bring in Jerome. This interview is sponsored by SUV TV Experience Sports Live Streams, original content, highlights, and more. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer so y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't. We got Jerome on the show, doing a recap on the finals over there at Tip Off Classic in Swanee, Georgia. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. How about yourself? Man, I can't complain, man. It's, it's always a pleasure talking about basketball, especially with somebody who knows basketball, too. That's always a pleasure, man. I appreciate that. that, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, you be telling me some stuff sometime I miss. Yeah, man. You know, I've been in this thing for so long, man. It just, you know, honestly, you know, when I coached, man, I was one of the best coaches. You know what I mean? I was 
but obviously one of the best event operators. It's just I, I love basketball. Basketball has been given, been good to me, so I'm great to it. And so I, I have acquired a lot of knowledge through the process. Gotcha, 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 man. So what's, what's the first thing coming to your mind on the takeaways on, on your event? Honestly, man, it's just breathtaking. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, um, I went into the second one not trying to do as much. Um, but somehow, some way, it still turns out to be like um, this magical experience, right? Um, and that's what I took from it. I took the atmosphere. It's just crazy, man. Like, And I mean, I, I know I'm beating my own drum here, but it's like... I'm even like some. I surprise. I feel sometimes I surprise myself, uh, but the atmosphere would be absolutely amazing, man. And um, I really, really um, pride myself off of that. But it was, it was just amazing. And we did a a preview, and core four was ain't lost any magic at all, and it makes it <laughs> easier for everybody when you do all the top games on court four and like court four and five. And make it easy to cover these games and get more content and more stuff will be pushed out when you do it like that. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and that's good to know, but I felt the same way. And, you know, it's crazy even walking by, you know, for those who don't know, we made the, the main court seven for a while and we just moved it back to four. And even just walking by, it looks bigger. The fans look they like more fan. It just it just looks different. It feels a certain way. It looks different. Um, when you first walk in the gym, you see shot clocks. Um, you know what I mean? It was just it was just a nice experience, man. I, like I said, I'm real real thrilled with how it turned out. Yeah, it's kind of funny you said down on a sidebar note. I think Swanee they invest in themselves a little bit more, and they need to update their scoreboards. With, with shot clocks on them too and reposition them better too. Update it with the times. I think that's what yeah. they could do. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think Swanee Swanee actually been, you know, one of the uh, pinnacles of, of basketball facilities for a long time. Uh, obviously, things change. Uh, Georgia High School Association actually went over the uh, shot clock. So, uh, I actually talked to, you know, a couple of people about that at Swanee that, you know, eventually they're going to have to do that because even high school has done it. So, yeah, it's going to take a little investment. But, you know, again, it didn't lose its magic as being one of the top facilities. All right, let's talk about the – I got you. Let's talk about the seven teams. What, what some teams stood out to you in your, in your event that you like to talk about? Well, uh, 17, obviously, Norcross, who won it, um, was super, super, super dope, man. Um, seeing them play uh, NWA, not National World Athletes, was, I mean, if you would have seen this game hip-hop, you would think it was the show. Because they played on three, which is on the other side of the forecourt. And uh -huh. it was filled, it was packed. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. I went over there and it was packed. It was packed, man. So, um, but no Carl's Heat, man. Keyshawn Hampton, listen to me. If there's any college coaches on here, Keyshawn Hampton is a high major Division One basketball player. Uh, he don't get the love he deserves. 
he get underlooked, but this kid can really play some basketball. Um, I'm, I'm super amazed with how he plays. And so, yeah, that game there, man, those two teams, it was actually, man, like it was like being part of the show, but uh, NWA, National World Athletes, and also, um, you know, North Cross Heat. Gotcha. Let's move on to the 16s now. Hold on. I, I want to kind of oh, okay, uh, talk my about one, one, one kid on NWA, uh, Miles Rigsby, um, 6'5 point guard. Um, to kind of put it in perspective, he's 6'5 left-handed, um, plays real, real well with the ball, uh, dunks on you, passes the ball well. The kid, I mean, when I seen the kid play, I actually had to go and get Ron Alfonso. Ron Alfonso was leaving. I said, man, look, you got to come back and, and see this kid. This kid might be the best kid. Like, look, 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 it happened like, I'm going to tell you how it happened. It happened to the point where um, I said, you might have, he was leaving, driving away. And I'm on the phone and he said, man, you got to come back and see this kid. This kid might be the best kid in the gym. <laughs> I like stuff like that. Robert, I, I love hearing stuff I'm like that. You, and if you talk to Robert Alfonso and ask him about Miles Rigsby, not only that, we had another uh, kind of scout come over, and I forgot his name, but he was talking to Robert Alfonso, and we was all looking at this kid. Man, he went and ran to his car, got his book out, brought his book back, and wrote down the man whole information. He was a, used to be assistant coach at George, University of Georgia, and. I could see him go on his phone and look the kid up where school he went to, everything about the kid. That kid was that dominant um, from that team. And it was just super amazing to see a kid that kind of undiscovered, but you see the, 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 the real, real high major and pro potential in that kid. Mm, that's, that's amazing. The NWA, where are they based out of? They were based out of Texas. Oh, okay. That's good to see somebody come to Texas over here, man. Uh, they not ain't know any yeah. shoe leagues, are they? No, they're independent team. And that's that's the beauty of it. So most people be, like, that's the beauty of it. When you see a kid like that, that's away from the shoe teams, that is away from the situation, but you can still evaluate that kid and be like, this kid is one of the better kids in the whole entire gym, period. That's why you come to Georgia. It's a one-stop shop. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's do those 16s now. 16s, man. Um, obviously, 16, you had um, TSF and, you know, Game Elite. That that game was uh, super amazing. The damn um, Celtics was actually better than what I what I imagined. I actually called Carl McCray on my way home that Friday night after they played B-Maze, and I was just... I was like blown away at how strong they were, how they played, and and it, it didn't look like a 16U game. It felt like a 17U game, and it felt like a high major game, man. So that that whole 16U uh, show was just like their show, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I tell you one thing about that Atlanta Celtics team; they can play with anybody in their age group. I really believe that. This is what happens to them. Late in the second half, they start running out of gas because teams they usually run up against are just as good as them and dominant, have a deeper bench. 
and they um front court and a back court get worn down they stay with you for a while something even had a league and then they play one of those real solid elite teams who had that bench it just wears them out i think that's the same thing with b may's elite they have a solid team they got one guy got a glimpse of maybe might be a pro i think it was amir allen i think that's his name mm-hmm yeah that's his number kid. one Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! That kid's oh nice, man. That kid wild me oh this weekend. Uh, he's gonna be back too. He might as well. I don't know what they. I don't, I don't know why they'll go back home because they're gonna be back here on on Wednesday. They got to be back here really by Tuesday. Say so they really should stay. I don't know if they gonna stay, but they really should stay. She can go back home. Uh, down at Shawnee event. <clears throat> down at Shawnee event. Oh, Under Armour supposed to be here um this week. Oh, Under Armour. Okay, 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 okay. So. Yeah, I don't know why they would go home for a day and a half or two days. Yeah, man, it was it was to me it was just like that Amir Allen kid, man. Like he he is the real real deal. Like I went to Bobby and I'm like, where who is this kid, man? I mean, he just looked the part, and actually he fouled out. And I think if he wouldn't have fouled out, they would have won that game. Yeah, one thing I like about him. Is he do something that's real dangerous that he do? It's kind of like what Kobe Bryant do. He lets you get up on him because he's tall. To get in his face, right. to shoot it in your face. And right. he has that reach and length. He shoots it over you and like this wet. And right. he got long, he, he got range. Right. He got range when he said he the type of dude who has range when you step in the gym. He that's where his range at. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I was just super impressed with them as well. Um, you know, um, Mir, Mir from uh, Georgia Stars. I don't know if you've seen that dunk that went viral. Uh, but this kid took off. I Listen, the dunk was so loud. I, I swore up and down that it was Cohen Carter who dunked like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Cohen is known for dunking. No, it was Mir Palm. And... Um, the kid just was super amazing this weekend. I mean, listen, man. I, I just like the tip off classic. I, and I say this, but but hip hop, you've been around for a while, and you have experienced a lot of tournaments. Ain't nothing like it. I mean, it's nothing like it. No, nah, on, on the independent. Quavo. I haven't experienced anything like that on the independent circuit. Only thing, only thing to me, is like. The mecca of it, of everything, is Peach Jam. How it's set up. Yeah. Every course pack. Because, like, one thing about Peach Jam, not trying to knock you over it, but one thing about Peach Jam, it's funny. Um, Alfonso, Alfonso calling me in now. Okay. And um, I guess he he want to talk about, uh, he would talk about what's name, so. Okay. But I oh, guess so we're, we're live. We're live. Yeah, we we recording this right now. So, but now, let me get sidetracked. But one thing about like what make that a peach jam so good, the number one thing is is all year they look forward to that in that city. That's their Super Bowl. They get get together, and then it's so serious that the high school girls look online. And check these guys out before you even get there. And know what players are ranked and try to get with them. It's like it's so it's so many big time things going there. It's, it's crazy because it's so small of a town. Yeah. 
Now, now, I would say this. You know, obviously, the Peach Jam is the mecca of basketball, period. And, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, would, I wouldn't compare my event to a Peach Jam because it's just totally different. First of all, mm-hmm. we don't have the resources that Nike has. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's almost impossible to compete with that. But to be mentioned in the same breath with them, I appreciate you for mentioning me in the same breath with them. Um, because it lets me know that I'm doing something right. Because Peach Jam is Peach Jam. And, and we all know what Peach Jam is. And, you know, I wouldn't even try to compare myself to Peach Jam. But my tagline is the number one non-live event in the country, period. You know what I'm saying? No mm-hmm. matter who it is, Peach Jam is considered live event. And so, uh, obviously, man, Peace Jam is the mecca of, of tournaments. Uh, it's just that place to be. It's that thing to do. But I tell you what, man, I'm so thrilled and happy with what the tip-off uh, classic provides. I had over 40-some media again, man. It's just crazy. And it wasn't It wasn't even like I went too far outside of Georgia um, in the second one and still was able to put and compile some talent enough where it was just super exciting, man. So... Uh, I, I was just, I'm just thrilled about the, you know, the progression of it. Yeah, because see, what it is is, and I'm, I'm just thinking about this process and what you're saying, because I got caught off guard. I wasn't expecting the question to be asked to me. Now, a lot of people have have events. They have good teams. Your event, the total package, because it has the atmosphere, it has a good setup. It's media friendly, has good teams, you know, and then it, and it's place good. I'm trying to think of all that you asked me. That, I'm trying to think about all the places I've been in America. And like, it has to be. I can't think of anybody else right now. I can't think of anybody else. Because like, the reason I said Peace Jam, because when I first went to Peace Jam, you know, when you first do something for the first time, you you get that uh, those endorphins. Every time I go to Peach Jam, mm-hmm. I get endorphins because you see people you ain't seen a long time. You see people you see on TV. Then it's standing room only. You bumping into people. You basically stepping on shoes, knocking people over. So I can't think. Of, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think, I can't think of any all across the country. I've been to good events. They had games here and there, and I guess one of the things they do wrong. I can not necessarily do wrong, but they could do better. Is they had big games all over the place. They might have big yeah. games in one gym, then you got to drive over to another gym and it'd be a big game there. Right. And you go over there, you do this and that, and then you got to figure out and you get lost to find parking in a lot of these places. Right. On that, so anybody, anything else, or any team, any player? Yeah. That we uh, are missing. Again, like, uh, Team Grind, Team Grind had a, a, a excellent team, and uh, they actually played in the show. Went three and one. Uh, Run the city went three and one in the show. Um, that's the team out of out of out of Boston. They actually, and I want to talk about this as well. They came down in April, and you know they competed in the regular, just the regular tournament, not the show. Uh, but they won that, you know, or finished. No, they actually finished in the final. They actually lost in the final. But they got an automatic bid to the show in July. And so despite anything that went on, they was in that show and, and they did pretty well. And it weeded out bad basketball instead of people asking to be in the show. They earned their way to the show and that was it. So I do want to talk about them and I also want to talk about um, Team Grind. They did excellent. 
Um, Jason did an excellent job with that team. And, you know, man, they deserve to be in the show. Southern Kings played well, played in the show. Uh, and and uh, we can't, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about South Georgia Elite. South Georgia Elite was the only independent team in the show in 10th grade. And to be honest with you, they beat the Stars the first night. They came back, uh, they lost, maybe lost to Team Huncho. Yeah, they lost to Team Huncho. Uh, won against Team Knight. And then came back and played Team Huncho on today and beat Team Huncho. I mean, independent team, um, beautiful guard play, uh, just inside. They don't have that, that you know, that pro athlete that sticks out. They just play their ass off and they play under the system and they do just play good basketball, man. And, um, the guard zero and one, man, they, they work well together. The big guy worked well. They're just a beautiful team, man. I look forward to seeing them even, uh, even more. And if that group stays together, I go on record and say they'll be in the show starting in April because it's just a hell of a team. Yeah, I feel you. Right, let's do those 15s. Okay, 15s. So, in the 15s, you had Georgia Stars, right? Georgia Stars 15 was pretty good. Um, they, they played it's weird because the, today they had a uh, guard that's come come down from Florida, and um, for some reason his dad didn't want him to come back to play today. Um, and he's he's pr probably about six five, can play play the wing. Chris Richards do a good job with that team, but uh, they couldn't beat Game Elite, and so they end up losing the Game Elite. But it, it was a pretty good game between them and Game Elite, and then. Um, so, so Georgia Stars 15 U was, was really good. Uh, let me see who else. Hold on. Oh, Team Power and Team Power end up beating Georgia Stars in the, in the, fi yeah, uh, in the final. And yeah, Greg team and, and uh, that team looked really good as well. And, and like another independent team that comes and play a, a shoe team and, and, and puts them down. And I think um, this has to be said, and I, I hate to say this, I'm not into politics, so I don't really care about saying this. The EYBL, and hear me and hear me good, is top heavy. I'm gonna say that again. The EYBL is top heavy. Those top teams are really, really good. But it's also like the SEC. So you stole the, my thought up. in my head. I was gonna say when you finish, you stole it from me. <laughs> right, right. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt goes around and say we're part of the SEC. Ole Miss goes around and say this is the SEC. To be honest, it's Alabama and Georgia. Like, let's just be honest, it's Alabama and Georgia. You know what I'm saying? LSU every now and then, Florida every now and then, Tennessee in a long time, but. Let's just be honest, it's top heavy. And I think it's the same with, what's the name? If you think about this, TSM brought their ass out to play. And, and you know, Darrell used this analogy of, of girls being on the, uh, in school and they finally get out for campus and you get your chance to get them. And you get their ass and they go back home running. You know what I'm saying? And so like, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it's 
to that example or he used something to that effect. But I say that to say that when they come outside to play and they play against teams like Game Elite, them motherfucker lost by 20 without P. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, now they look good. They looked it. They looked it long. They looked it straight. They looked it like they would just had all this shit together. And that's the sexy part about what Nike provides, right? Uh-huh. They provide great this marketing perspective. Yeah, this Whoa, perspective man, and this. Yeah, and it looks good. Mm-hmm. But when you come in, man, them dog, them damn dogs was all over their ass. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Them dogs was over their ass. They were looking for help. They couldn't get no help, man. So at the end of the day, it's like you got to come out and play. All that sexy political shit don't work in basketball. You got to play. And I'm going to be going record and say this about Game Elite. And listen to me and listen to me well. And I'm passionate about it now because of how these guys play. They 43 and 1. <laughs> it's too, no, hit me out. Hit me out. Good hip hop. They 43 and 1. You got teams that ain't even played 11, 12 games yet. They what? ain't ran from nobody. They ain't ran from nobody. They played in everything. They'll go for my tournament, go to another tournament, go to another tournament, and play anybody you put in front of them. No they, run from nothing, and you don't see that no more. They getting in, the, yeah. They getting in the car on the plane. Hey, you better than us. Uh, we pulling up. <laughs> That's how it is. That's exactly yeah. how it is. And listen, I'm on record saying that, man. Like, this is what Game Elite is, man. That 16U team will pull up on you, and you say you think you're good, they'll smack you. Ain't no politics in it. Look, I know, I'm going to give you a story. This is a true story about the tip-off classic. True story. Get your notepad, write this down. So Big P, NBA Top 100 camp, right? This uh-huh. weekend, this past weekend. And everybody knew he was going to miss Friday. So he wasn't going to be back until Saturday. Now, Gamerly and TSF is matched up on Friday. Yes. I had an unknown source contact me and say, man, I don't even want to play Gamerly without P because they're going to use that as an excuse. <laughs> I get on the phone. Okay? That's hilarious. I, 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 this is good stuff. This is hilarious. But I hear you. I'm telling you. They don't know the I general. I on the phone. Yeah. I gets on the phone, call an unknown source, and I say, listen, man, do y'all want to move this game to Saturday because y'all don't have Pete? And he simply <laughs> replied, for what? I did, <laughs> I said, okay. I did contact the guy that contacted me about not playing with them because they didn't have Pete. And I said, this man said, for what? What they gonna move it for? <laughs> and it was straight to me it was just straight like bro we like that like you don't understand and so man like it's so much respect toward that group and what Chris has put together what Ryan and Des has put together I commend those guys tremendously man and I'm telling you if you think you're good man you think you're a good 16 you 16 come see them boy they've been doing giving some come 17s them, the business <laughs> man, you are, some of those man, wins you're talking real, about some of those wins you're talking about those 17s man real easy and guess what CJ Brown dunking on listen this dude man this Spider-Man 
I call him Spider Man car, and all of a sudden he just swinging on the rim. <laughs> you know yeah, saying? yeah, like, yeah. I feel you. Like, like all of a sudden CJ Brown just swinging on the rim. You don't know how he got there. You just know he just up there. <laughs> He's like wiry, and you know who you remind yeah, me of as a point guard that's wiry. You remember the last wiry point guard we had that was doing stuff like that his junior and senior year. You remember? You know who I'm talking about? Uh, who you talking about? Ryan Harrell. Ryan Harrell. Yep. Yep. I, I told him to do a homework song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but I get that. But I don't Ryan had a little more handles and handles yes. ball yes. a little more, but like, you know, I get I get the comparison. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I get the comparison. Uh Jeremiah Wilkerson. Huh? How you want it? Huh? I'm gonna tell you something, and he he's he's familiar with me now, and there's no knock on him. I look at him. And I like I like this in players that do this to me. I look at him and, and say, I don't think that kid that good. And he like he's like in my head like, hey, you out here watching? I'm gonna show you. I'm good as it's not luck. I'm gonna give you the, I'm gonna give them the work every game to show you that this ain't luck. This is what I do every day. That dude, right? That dude. I'm, I'm gonna name that dude nine to five. That's his nickname, nine to five, because he's the guy that really he's like the spark plugs in that engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, they just play so damn well together, man. And so, again, man, I, I commend that because we in the day, we in the, we in the days of ducking. We in the days of hiding. Yeah, we I'm going to lose my players movement. if I beat them. Yeah, we in, the, we in the days of political movement and basketball. We in the days where we don't want to miss, man, these dogs, bro, they remind me of the bad boys, man. I call it, my nickname for them is the bad boy. Bad boy, bad boy, what you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Now the question is, I'm trying to, and I probably need to watch some some tape and look it over. Cause what I'm asking myself right now is, are they better than Jalen Brown's 16 under 10? They had they better than that team. They had they like 10 D ones. And I'm starting to believe yeah, that, but it's hard. Is. It's hard for me. Like, it's hard for me to just get off that so quick because I, I covered that team for so long, covered those players for so long. But I'm starting to think that too. I'm actually starting to think I, that. I get. It. I, I'm. On, I, you can put me on record and say it's a better team than that team. Now, when you're talking about individuals and you want to separate the teams, yeah, you know, obviously the talent. You know, obviously JB them have more talent, mm-hmm. but this team is a better team, and. You don't know where it's coming from. The bench give you so much help. I mean, it's just like they don't have you know, a bench. I tell people, they got fact, two starting lineups. Exactly. You only good as your bench, man. And so they can sub five. They can go another five. And this team is 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 loaded from the from the top to the bottom. And you know you don't see that much. And I'm telling you, I give Dez a props. I get uh, Chris Pop. They do a good job of developing them kids too. Because these are majority Georgia kids, yep. if not all Georgia kids, that people didn't know nothing about. And then all of a sudden they take these kids and develop them, and then they get they get them out there running like- The <laughs> other people like, want But this is, right, this is, no, this is the most complete team Game Elite has ever had, period. Dad's been around for a while, and a lot of people don't realize, like, he been around for a while. And I think, I don't know if he go on record and admit this, but what I, I've been around him for a long time, been around that, that five-star general. I think out of all the things he has done, he has learned 
from his mistakes and learn how to put a team together now. I think he's hard on himself, but he won't do it in public. But I think he he did something you will see. He might walk out the gym and act like he nothing was wrong, but I think he go back and evaluate himself. And I think the fruits of his labor is the 16's team and learn how to keep the team together and building team. I think that's what's right. overlooked. Right. And, 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 and we, we still got that JB on this team. We still got that, that Caleb Hope, who's just a young boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you still got that on it. Let, let's just keep it real. You still got that monster on it. Now. He so, had like, the weekend. Okay. I watch him. I know he's playing up, right? And I'm watching him, and I've right. seen him playing. Ain't letting him play through his mistakes. See, that's a different thing, too, with that kid. They know what kind of kid he is, and they know what he need. And they own, they like, prime example, they coach him different from Peyton. And how they coach right. both of them is exactly what both of them need to get better. And I'm watching him doing right. these things, and then I'm watching him doing it. Like, sometimes he look crazy. But I got I keep forgetting this kid is playing two levels up. What he's looking crazy on, that's easy. That's like that's cake for him if he's playing in his age group. Right. right. It's just amazing, man. It really is amazing. Yeah, it's truly amazing. So yeah, man. I think honestly, and I did it early, by the way, for all everybody who don't know. You know what I mean? I'm very good at this, acknowledging this. I stamped this team early. I stamped the team after the first tournament they played in. <laughs> you did. I said, this is no more team in the country. Ain't nobody do. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And everybody come after me because, oh, that is it. I said, bro, I, I know basketball. No more team in the country. Now everybody got to eat it. They, uh, not only did they, they beat have TSF to at yeah, my they, event, they got to. Now, not only did they beat TSF at my event, but they also beat them in the Battle of Georgia again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so I mean, maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it's just they're, they're that damn good. And people don't realize. I'm, I'm gonna go on record and say this: without Peyton, they're faster oh. and harder to deal with. Yes, yeah, what people think is like Ryan. you getting is like the is like AIDS or the or Ebola. You're gonna get messed up. Right. Uh, with the kid I was looking right. at um right. is uh J- Jason Jace. Yeah, Jace, Jace, Jace out of Lanier. Yes. They did something today that I've been wanting them to do that they've been forced to do and it actually worked out for them. When they go, they play small ball and they put him at the five with the rest of those jokers when like Peyton need a rest or he in foul trouble. It, it messes you up because when you coach it, when you game planning for somebody, especially the younger you go, the harder it is. When they, it's two styles of play. So, you focusing on deviling and trying to take away the post and the backside um, backside drop and then the front side three-pointer. And then you talk to your kids and they focus on that. And then he'll pick up a cheap foul or something or he get tired. And then you bring in 
Jay saying, about time you adjust to how they playing, the big man on campus is coming back in the game and then playing how you just came from adjusting. Then you just, you just never, you could never get right. You'd be off kilter all the time. I have seen that so many times this year with a team be like, they'd be sticking with them. They had a game plan a little bit, doubling and tripling and taking away the front side three and all that. And they starting to rotate the ball to that back side now, which is scary. Then you put in Jace and they just run. That means it's like NASCAR. They'll run you off the court. Right. He bought six, seven, yeah, six, man. eight and can run the floor. Yep. And can run it. And just like he played well uh, Friday night in the absence of Peyton. He played very, very well. Um, but yeah, so I think they get to the point where it's like, man, you know what? <laughs> we, we put a team together. And I think Chris helping that. You know what I'm saying? With Chris, I think he think he helping that because you got to think with Chris being the Georgia Stars, he had uh, Ashley Hagen them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you know he ended up going to Game Elite and brought Ashley in, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nickelberry and all them, Josh Nickelberry and all them over there. Yep. And so he, he Chris is Chris does well at what he does as well. Yeah, he sure so, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no knock on him because I I said the same thing today. Was it today or yesterday? And I think him and Dez mesh real good because they play good guy and bad cop. I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but Dez uh, make you feel like you ain't got it behind no more. You missing something back there. <laughs> Feeling real small. Then two or three timeouts later, they be waiting for the other team to come out. The referee's doing something. You see, you see Chris talking to that same player with his arms around him. Smiling, talking to him, let him know it's all right, man. You're gonna be fine. Right. That's big, right? And, and Chris goes from hot to cold too. Chris is getting your ass too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I'm trusting. I've seen, but I don't see a whole like Chris walk around with that smile, man. But I don't see that motherfucker at half court in the nigga ass, boy. Like it, it, it just it gets like that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like. So it just it's just good to see the growth and even Chris, man. You know, we had some good battles back in the day, but it's good to see growth in him as a coach. And so, but it's a, it's, a, it's that team is a very good team. I don't want to spend the whole six teams on on that team, but it was just an amazing team mm-hmm. in itself. I got you. Now we got to run down on everything, man, and especially with um with the interviews we got. We got actually got an interview with Chris, Caleb, and CJ. Already on here, so that's gonna okay. that's already put on the show already at the beginning. So all that stuff, man. So we cover a lot of the, so you covering all the stuff I didn't cover, plus some of the stuff I cover. So this is gonna be real good jam packed. It's gonna be about an hour podcast. This one right here with all that. Good, good stuff, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good we stuff. appreciate you, man. We look forward to having you on sooner than later, man. Well, I appreciate you guys as well, man. Listen, when you send it to me, when you be tweeting it, mm-hmm. the link don't be active, man. They block it. They 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 block that. So thing. you got you got to send me that link through a text so I can put it out too. Okay, gotcha. And find a way. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I know the last couple of times, you know, you sent the link to me or you put it in the a thing, and it is not an active link. Yep, they doing that nowadays. Um, they want you to stay on their platform only. All of them are doing it. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, they so switch I wanna, up things. I wanna, yeah, I want to get to the point where, you know, people can just click it and listen to it, you know what I'm saying, versus mm-hmm. having a, you know, copy or, or whatever, the, you know, you got to do to get to your to, to the uh, actual podcast. But I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. Uh, keep that up. Make sure I get that link, man, so I can get it out to everybody to kind of, you know, help help you out as well as far as listenership. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And more than Mary, I mean, each time we we setting um setting records, getting higher and higher on on listenership, on downloads. So, something we doing something right. And just imagine if yep. they ain't had to work for the link, what we'll be doing. So that's good to know. And I, exactly. I will take that exactly. in, in stride. I try to figure that. I try to yeah. see if it's a way around. I taught some. I had to talk to a younger kid who owned this stuff all the time. Is see if it's a, 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 a little work around what I'm what I want to say around that because they'll know right. if it is. Yeah, yeah, they'll know if it is. And then again, uh, if you send it to me, I can I can work with it too and try to uh, get somebody and I'll put like a little graphic with it as well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get it out on my my platform to make sure people get it. You know what I mean? And listen to it because you know, I think it's good stuff, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I, I actually, uh, since I'm going, I, I'm just trying to slowly work myself back in. And just, this time next year, I won't be a full stride. But it's kind of funny. Before I let you go, I was talking to one of the guys. I think it was actually I, I don't know what I don't know the team he was at, but uh, I was talking to him and. So I said, hey, man, by the way, man, check out the podcast. You're going to have a podcast from this event. And we walk into the car and he goes, oh, what is it? I said, the license ball. He said, oh, man, are you just right inside? He said, I never, he, I, he didn't know, he never seen me before. He said, man, I've been watching your stuff from day one, man. Since I, he said, he made me feel low. He said, I've been watching stuff since I was like a freshman in high school, man. He said, I literally seen all your videos. I'm like, for real? Like, yeah. So I, I listen to your podcast. I'm a podcast junkie, man. He said, um, a lot of people might not like it because it's jammed back in this hardcore basketball, what you're doing. But, man, I like it. People like me like that stuff, man. So I listen to it all the time. Good stuff. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Yeah. And you got a, you got a lot of people out there like that. So let's, let's make sure they get that stuff, man, because you put a lot of information out there. You do it the right way. And, you know, I'm going to support you, brother. So anywhere you need my help, you just let me know. I appreciate that, man. I mean a lot, man. That's that's how I get paid off this. When you say stuff like that and do that, that's my, that's how I get paid for me personally. Right. Yeah. But you know, we we go way back, and you know, I'm glad to see your face again. I'm glad to see you, you know, in the gym again. I'm glad to see that. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. that's big. Yeah. To see that. You I got appreciate your camera it. again. You got you got your, you got your microphone again. You know what I'm saying? I, I look, you were the first person I seen roll a camera on the floor. On, <laughs> on the roller, bro. I had I had um, I had to do that. Nah, I ain't seen nobody do it since me. And it's actually um I would have brought it back out, but man, I ain't never had permission to do it. So like I'm still like, man, like, and then I'm still like getting in the swinging. I still got that thing, cause that's like it's funny you say that. That is the best thing to use when you when you follow somebody coming in and off the court. And actually, right. if I remember correctly, I kind of got it master. I had that thing rolling on baseline to baseline. I go on the, on the boat, like up on the goal, move that thing because it's a smoother thing than moving your arms. So I like to try to do the art form on that. But uh, the biggest thing I ran into that is I was trying to see if I could change the wheels to 
actually real tired, spongy, because when it go over certain areas, it's like bumpy and they don't want to go. But yeah, it's funny you say okay. that. I, I'm, yeah, I looked in the garage about a couple of months ago. Like, man, oh yeah, I still had it. I forgot I, some equipment. I forgot <laughs> I have on that. But yeah, I had to bring yeah. that back out one of these days and do it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So man, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Get the Robert Alfonso. Ask him about the kid from uh, NWA. Ask him about the kid that I called him back to the gym and shit. Sure, this podcast is gonna be so long. I, I would, I would have him on this one, but we won't have, we won't oh, have okay. a two-hour podcast. Okay. <laughs> But I will talk nah, to him about that's it. That's fine, man. Just look. Just, just put this one together. Let's get it out. I'm going to do a graphic for it. You know what I'm saying? So make sure I get the link so I can I can put it out for you because I think it'll be good. Because mm-hmm, Robert is long-winded like both of us with basketball. I got to kick him off. Right. I got to <laughs> kick him off the show because he started talking like, man, he's talking about something good. But, man, this, we got we got time frame we got to do this go. out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, yeah, I did, man. If you need anything, just let me know. All right, man. Appreciate your peace, man. That's big time stuff right there, man. Talk about basketball for days, man. But these guys are real knowledgeable. Real good tournament. Gotta check out some stuff, man. In this city. You got so many tournaments you got coming up. This this live here coming up. All this good stuff, man. We're gonna have to go check out Shine event on on the radar over there. Another guy get mad props. Do a big thing, have a big event, have a lot of coaches there, do it good. These two guys right here are the staples of how you do tournaments, and they get along with everybody too. Those two guys get along. Sean and Jerome, they get along with people, man. And they do a good event, and they take care of you, and they don't be tripping. And they, they media friendly. But that's a wrap for the show, y'all. Show long, long-winded. Appreciate everybody joining the show. Hey, Coach Williams, 16 under game. I'm glad to have you on there. We're going to be looking to have you on there this week, too, with more of an in-depth interview. Talk about you and all the players. Anybody listening, listen. Follow us on social on social media. Listen to this podcast. You can follow it on all major plat- platforms. Follow us, man. You got any questions, need to be on the show. We miss any players. Man, we very player fan friendly so you want to come on the show call up the show and talk about this stuff man just let us know man anytime man i it's been real enjoyable till next time peace